Welcome one and all to another edition of This Week in App. I'm your host, John Azalon. Thank you for joining me and got a little bit of a, I guess you could call it a special edition of TWIA. The, this, uh, you might remember a couple weeks ago, uh, we had a podcast about the National Convention down in Alpharetta, Georgia. Talked to a lot of people down there who were at the convention, uh, guys that uh, won some tournaments, uh, uh, this and that, and uh, important people, uh, present and past of the Apple Game Company and, and fans and players of the game. Uh, this week, a uh, little bit different, uh, but still a little bit the same. We're going to talk to three of the tournament champions, uh, people that I didn't get a chance to talk to, and I was an Alpharetta of one that uh, was a champion after I had left, and a couple others I just could not find a time to do so, but I think you're going to want to listen to what they have to say and, and enjoy their comments about their championships at the 2019 convention. Uh, the first guest I'm going to have is Chuck Source, who won the hockey tournament uh, after uh, coming up short three previous years. And then I'm also going to talk to Steve Ryan, who won the inaugural APA Go State Tournament. Uh, he beat Jeff Boating in the finals and that was broadcast live on twitch so steve will join me and last but certainly not least our first female winner of the national baseball tournament in alpharetta amy wikes will join us she won with the 2017 washington nationals can't wait to talk to her uh and uh, her uh voyage to alpharetta there's a lot more involved in just coming down and playing APA games. She came down with her son and her husband and a whole lot of family as well. We'll get into that uh, when we talk to her. So uh, a lot to do here on this podcast, so stick around. We're going to be back. My first guest will be Chuck Source, hockey champion of 2019, and you're listening to This Week in APA. My first guest today is Chuck Source. He's uh, from Charleston, South Carolina, living there now. And uh, he was the 2019 APA Convention hockey champion. He used the 81-82 New York Islanders. And Chuck, welcome to the broadcast. Congratulations on your victory. And uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about APA and especially a little bit about APA hockey. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, we we talked, we chatted a couple times at the convention. I I, I met you and uh, ran into you a couple other times, but really didn't get a chance to uh, go through the the uh, the tournament and your championship. So, but before we get into that, uh, let's talk about how you were introduced to the game of APA and when was that? All right. Well, <clears throat> I was introduced to the game of APA by my dad. Um, my dad started playing back in the 50s, 55, I believe, is the first year that he began playing. Yeah, um, wow. But he he uh, he introduced it to me at a young age, probably the early 80s, and basically introduced it to all my brothers. I, I have uh, three other brothers, and he bought each of us a game, taught us the rules, and, uh, you know, had played with us for a while, and uh, 
the only two of us continue to play APA now, myself and my youngest brother, Chris, who, uh, who won one of the Lancaster baseball tournaments uh, with the <laughs> 1930 Cardinals with that awesome George Cuccinelli card. <laughs> <laughs> who could forget George Cuccinelli? Oh, my Come gosh. On. Yeah. I mean, you know, talk about a one-year wonder. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but that, but, uh, but that, yeah, that he works. Just, he introduced us to the game, and I've been playing ever since. Also, truly a family tradition uh, was started with the game of app. It's interesting. Your dad started way back in 1955. But uh, uh, did, did you when did you I mean, it, it sounds like you were first introduced to the baseball game. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I, I, I was introduced to the, to the basic baseball game. I got gotcha. you. And then when did you uh, when did you first start playing the hockey? Uh, I started playing the hockey game uh, when it was first released in the early 90s. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, I had always been a, a big hockey fan, probably since about 84, 85. And I even remember reading the newspaper clips when the Islanders were winning all those cups and, uh, mm. you know, saying, wow, this team's really great. And uh, following along on the sports pages and such. Um, but when APA first released the hockey game is when I started playing. But prior to that, I'd been playing the uh, – aforementioned stratomatic if i can mention that name <laughs> we'll let you the, the stratomatic hockey game and uh i just i didn't really feel it um it really captured the individual players as well so when i started playing the apple hockey game i was just really taken back by how much the individual statistics played a role in the game mm, and I how see. it played so uh i think as a hockey fan i really kind of appreciate uh the uh the individual uh players and how it affects the impact of the overall game um in hockey as opposed to stratomatic because it's just very random in there yeah i i got you and and we will let it out to stratomatic yeah we'll 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 just live that let that out yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh so uh your trip to the convention uh, how many times have you been to the happy convention uh well i had gone several years when it was still in lancaster um Mm -hmm. But, you know, and uh, was there for several years for that. And uh, I've been to the Atlanta, to the Alpharetta one uh, last four years. Um, And really, it kind of started with the hockey tournament when the hockey tournament first started. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of realized when I made it to the championship round for the first time, I was like, wow, now I really have to go. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, of course, I had known several people from the Lancaster conventions. I had known... uh, Pengy and Randy yeah. Egan and Randy Courier and several others and yeah. So when I when I found out, hey, these guys are going to be there and I have to be there for the championship, it only made it an easier decision for me to come out and I've loved it ever since. It's, it's such a great convention and John Hurston does a great job with it. But, and, and you know that uh, this past one was my first and and I, you know I, I had heard for over a year. Uh, you got to make it to the convention. You know, you're going to be, you're, you're going to be impressed. It's, it's going to be so much fun. And it was all of that and more. And, and uh, that will not be my last time. That is for sure. I plan on going there every year and meeting guys like you and get dozens and dozens of others, some who I've talked to, some who I haven't. Uh, yeah. But it, it, it was really, it, it's, it's just really a great time. And a, a very welcoming group of people. You can't find a more welcoming group. That's true. I mean, we we all make a, an effort, especially with even like newcomers. Like we're always like sure. reaching out to them and saying, "Hey, welcome to your first convention. You know, let us know we you know if you have any questions." And I was talking to several newcomers. I think we had like eleven new people this year. Yeah, something and, like uh, that. Yeah, and I thought it was amazing. Like just that number and 
every single one of them was, was, were such great APA players and had great APA conversations about baseball game, hockey game, you know, whatever. It was just, it's amazing. It's, it's truly an APA family when, when it, you get it, back together. It, it is. And even if they're newbies to the convention, uh, uh, a lot of them have had a lot of experience playing the APA games. And so they fit right in when they show up and, and people are introduced to them. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right, well, let's get into this this championship. Now, you chose the 81-82 New York Islanders. Of course, you mentioned that as a kid growing up, you followed the Islanders. Why the Islanders, first of all, uh, were you a fan of when, when you were growing up? Um, I, I think I'm probably like many young fans. Uh, I think because when I, I lived in New Jersey, you know, grew up there. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So I, you know, I was exposed to sort of the whole Islander Ranger rivalry, and I, I remember seeing them on TV. Um, and I think honestly, I just liked the at the time, I liked the colors of the uniform. Um, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people like kind of have have that experience, but I think being that I was younger, I didn't quite know what was going on, and I happened to to like the colors of the jerseys, and I said, "Hmm, this team looks interesting." <laughs> Uh, just like a kid, you know, and, and it, it is, it's a good looking uniform with the New York and the orange and blue. And it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, okay. I think as I got older, you know, I kind of got to know who the guys were and I saw that they yeah. were, you know, having success. And, you know, so as, as a kid, I was like, wow, this team's really good. They're a good team. They're a good team. And look at this guy. And I got to know, you know, Mike Bossy and Brent Sutter and Brian Trotchy. I mean, who forget? Who can forget Hall of Fame names like that, you know? Yeah, no question about it. And certainly there were a few on this 81-82 Islanders team, which had a, a, a really good season, 54-16. and 16. Uh, Dennis Potvin was was the captain of that team, another great player oh, yeah. uh, whose name needs to be mentioned. But uh, So you chose that to go to the championship. Now, you mentioned that you were there, uh, this being your fourth year. And from what I understand, you got close but never – got the brass ring talk a little bit about that yeah um my first year um i played against steve scoff and uh steve had a really good edmonton team he had the 1983-84 uh edmonton team which was the the team that finally dethroned the islanders <laughs> in their yeah. cup run stopped them from getting their fifth straight um but it was a really hotly contested series and i think i lost the third game in overtime Wow. The deciding game. So I came mm -hmm. literally, you know, sudden death away from the championship my first year. Um, and then the, the, the previous two years, I got beat by a very good Abba hockey player in Greg Wells. Um, he had two, oh, yeah. two really solid uh, Montreal Canadiens teams. Um, and of course, you know, I, I played in this tournament just just for fun, honestly. I mean, I don't play it oh, to sure. win. I, I don't, you know, I'm not driven to win a trophy and stuff like that. But um, this year I was like, you know, I, I, I feel like I got to break through because, you know, the joke was, uh, John Herson had joked with me, uh, last year that I'd won the second place trophy three years in a row. And of course the trophy was the exact same trophy every single year. So I have three, three of the same trophy. And he said, do you want me to do anything different with the second place trophy next year so you don't get the same one. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, yeah, maybe maybe that, that's the hint that I need to break through. So, uh, And I had actually taken the 81-2 Islanders last year and just, you know, for whatever reason, just didn't work out. But I really was taken with this team for its, mm -hmm. its offensive scoring is, is just oh, yeah. huge. You know, you yeah, I think they were of, like 
goals on that team and like you know the shot ranges on the cards are just ridiculous and yeah i think they were like one or two uh in the nhl and scoring yeah. that particular year and uh, yeah they could score and they had a pretty good defensive team as well yeah, but uh, yeah. uh so 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 you had it for Last year and this year, the yeah, the, I had this year, last yeah. year and this year, mm-hmm. and then previous years. I think I my first year, I believe I took the seventy nine eighty Islanders, uh-huh. and, and then okay. the following year, I think was the eighty three eighty four, and then I settled on this team because this, this team really seemed like you said, you know, had has the right balance between you know a lot of offensive firepower, but it also it doesn't sacrifice defense either. No, not not at all. They they were a heck of an all around hockey team, and 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 talk about the tournament. It, it mentioned some of the players that uh, led you to this championship. Well, yeah, I mean the tournament itself. I mean it, it was very competitive. Like you know, all mm-hmm. the way from like you know the first rounds. Um, you know, it was very tough this year. I think I think there were a lot of a lot of guys now are starting to get used to the tournament and the format. And I think that they're really starting to make some good picks on their teams, you know, and the championship, I had to face the, uh, 1929, 1930 Boston Bruins. And, uh, yeah, that talk about way back, but, uh, Tony Stevens, uh, chose that team and they they were a challenge to play against. They really were. They've, you know, um, you know, you have, uh, you know, Cooney Weiland and, uh, Marty Berry. And of course the big guy, you know, uh, Clapper, um, who can play both defense and also can play forward as well on mm. his card. So um, they, they were a handful to, to play against. And Tony did a good job in picking his team and also managing his team, you know, choosing the right moments for, you know, for being aggressive and being defensive. And he, he, he's a class act. I, re- I really enjoy playing against him. Great and, guy. Yeah, yeah great he's guy. fantastic. And, of course, you know, just – most importantly, even though we were playing in a championship series, like we were just having the time of our lives. We were laughing and joking and just, I mean, it's part of that camaraderie that's, that's there You're right? at every tournament, you know, it didn't feel like this tense moment, you know, and <laughs> like I think do or said, die. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, we had said to each other, we we're like, you know, whoever wins is fine. Like, you know, you know, I, you know, we're happy no matter what happens, you know, and I yeah, think that's, sure. that's the spirit of it, you know, uh, you know, when you come to the convention. It, it really is. And and I play Tony. Uh, he was in my division for the baseball tournament and just uh, a, a fun guy. I mean, he, he's just a lot of fun. I know he was using a, uh, a, a, um, a Stanley Cup to roll the dice in. I don't know if you yes. played him. In, but yes. yes he, yeah. And I guess he used that. He had, he brought that for the hockey tournament. Um, and then at one point when he was rolling coldly, he said, I know what's wrong. And he reached down into a bag and put on a white glove. He says, you got to handle <laughs> yes, the cup with respect. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Oh, that's Tony. He's, yeah. he, he's <laughs> hilarious. And actually he's kind of funny because my, um, my first year that I actually got to meet him at the, uh, the convention, uh, he gave me a little miniature figurine of Dennis Potvin holding. Go, so, yeah. Um, you can start from there. All right. So, uh, Tony had given me a, a little figurine of Dennis Potvin with the Stanley Cup being held above his head and stuff. And he told me, he's like, you know, this will be your good luck charm in the, in the tournament because uh, we had played each other in the uh, earlier rounds of the tournament that year. Um, unfortunately, it didn't bring me good, good luck that year, but I brought it with me this year. Uh, and, and sure enough, it, it kind of helped me get over the edge because Dennis Potvin <laughs> had a really good series. And I think the, the spirit of, of little Denny, as we call him, <laughs> uh, definitely helped uh, w- with the tournament. Um, 
and the championship round was really uh really competitive um i know tony took game one uh three to two uh it was a really exciting game because uh you know early in the game the islanders really couldn't generate much and uh butch goring almost tied the game single-handedly uh in that one and then uh Games, games two and three uh, were right down to the wire. Really, they they all went down to like the, the third period. Um, I think the uh, my team ended up scoring three goals in the third period in the second game, and uh, ended up holding on in the third period against a uh, furious uh, comeback attempt um, by his Bruins. Uh, so, I mean, game one was three two, and game two was uh, six to three, and then the third game was five to three. Oh, okay. so very, a little very, yeah, very close games. And uh, tell you what, the biggest thing I think with his team was that his power play. I, I think he scored nine goals in, in the whole series, and five of those nine were scored on the power play. Yeah, and um, how do? Excuse me. How do you? Um, what do you think the difference is between playing a team from back in the '30s to a fairly you know more modern team, obviously fifty years later? Uh, with the Islanders, what what do you think the major difference is, uh, and 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 in relation to the Apa hockey game between teams of those years? Um, well, I th- well first of all, I mean the, the the more obvious one is that the number of players, um, mm, right? Because because he had to do a lot of rotating of uh, his defensemen because he only had five defensemen and he had nine forwards um, that that literally were on his team like that that okay. was his entire team. Right. Um, so I think from a depth perspective, um, I think there was a bigger difference because, you know, I was able to roll, you know, four forward lines and three defensive pairs. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I think that that allowed me to have a little more depth. And I think um, with the Islander team, especially, I think, you know, if you look top to bottom, every forward line or defensive pair has an opportunity to score goals. There's not yeah. one, there's not one line. And I know Tony had kind of mentioned this when we had played each other that, you know, literally any line could score at any moment, you know, it's not yeah. just, you know, the top line of Gillies, Trottier and bossy. Yeah. They're a dangerous group, but then you follow it up with, you know, Tonelli, Sutter and Nystrom, Yeah, you know, and then even the fourth line, you go to Greg Gilbert uh, playing the fourth line with Wayne Merrick and Dwayne Sutter and, Greg Gilbert, uh, I know, frustrated Tony quite a bit uh, <laughs> because he uh, – I think he scored two goals during the series, but he's got a shot range of 66, which means anytime he gets a shot, it's going to be a potential goal. Yeah. So, yeah. so literally as soon as he gets a shot on goal result, it's it's like almost like an automatic goal or yeah. a potential goal. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's that that is that is a major difference. And so like but I, said, I would say the depth is, is the biggest thing yeah. as far as the two eras. Gotcha. Gotcha. And if you were to pick a an MVP uh, for your club, who would it be uh, for the championship? Ooh, that's a that's a good question. Um, I would probably have to go with um, with Brian Trottier. Um, he kind of okay. came on towards the end. Um, probably second second would have definitely been um, Butch Goring because um, I really think like throughout the whole playoffs and throughout the whole tournament. Uh, Butch Goring scored like key goals at key moments. You know, a lot of times, you know, I'd find myself down one to nothing. And then like, you know, a couple of dice rolls later, it'd be tied. And who would score mm. the goal? Butch Goring. Butch Goring, yeah. You know, um, and of course he was a very clutch player. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a heck of a heck of a broadcaster now, too. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually TV. one of, 
He was actually one of the uh, oldest players on on the team. If I yeah, he was. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that, that so butch- veteran leadership, you can't miss it. <laughs> yeah. You, and you, yeah, you you need that. So uh, yeah. So uh, it, it, a championship for you uh, after four years of trying. And 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 the, I think one of the most humorous things going back to Tony Stevens was in the presentation of the runner-up and the championship trophies. Tony could not get off the fact that there was such a disparity between his second place trophy and your first place trophy. Oh yes, yes, that that was probably one of the highlights of the whole tournament. I know many many guys felt that way. It was just seeing Tony. You know, and having one second place before, I figure I was like, well, it's not that bad a trophy. I mean, I've seen it. I've got three of them. I, it's not a bad trophy at all. But this year, John changed things up. And, yeah. you know, um, he had John had told me, I guess, before Tony and I had played that, you know, that there were new trophies this year, that he had found a new company for them. And right. he had some new trophies for the hockey tournament. So I said, oh, that that's pretty cool. Um, but I didn't really know what they looked like. And uh when I kind of saw it on the table, I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and he definitely, when he saw it, he came walking up to the table, you know, and he was just kind of like, you know, what the hell is this? <laughs> and everybody just kind of lost it in the room. And it was it was a great moment. And he just, he kind of kept walking past Greg Wells. He was like, no, no, no. He's like, this is not fair. This is not right. And it was just, uh, it was such a great moment. And uh I, I can't say enough good things about Tony. He's, he, he's just such a funny guy and a, a great Apple player and just fun to play against. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's truly a good dude. And said, he, I think he said he made a pinky ring out of that trophy. I'm not. Sure <laughs> about the I had but. not heard that, but that, that, that would be great. <laughs> he did. Well, listen, on your victory, uh, uh, I had a great time. It was good meeting you and Alpharetta and, and, you know, I, I get told a lot of times, you got to talk more hockey, you got to talk more hockey. Well, I hope this satisfies at least some folks out there, and, and we'll get to more hockey as we go along. But I know you're a big fan and a fan of the Apple Game Company. And, Chuck, uh, thanks so much for uh, taking time to come on the program and talk to us about uh, your championship at the uh, recent convention. Well, thank you, John, for doing this. This is a great opportunity, and uh, always love talking Apple hockey. It's a great game. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And, and you know what? I'm going to learn how to play that game. I've not played it, but I do enjoy hockey, and it looks like it's a, it's a fun, uh, and once you get the hang of it, a pretty easy game to play. So maybe when, uh, when I see you up in Alpharetta next year, we'll, we'll roll a game. That sounds good to me. All right, Chuck, thank you, buddy. I really appreciate it, and uh, we'll chat again soon. All right, thanks, John. Take right. care. Take care, my man. All right, bye. Bye. My next guest on this episode, the – champions episode of this week in app is steve ryan out of harrison tennessee and steve he uh he, he won the original the first the inaugural apago championship uh and it was uh, significant in the fact that it was carried on twitch live and went on to the youtube channel and uh, uh steve's been a long time apple player and steve Thanks for joining me. Congratulations on your championship, and welcome to this week in APA. Well, thank you, sir. I'm happy to be here. Well, it was great meeting you at the convention. That was my first convention ever, uh, and it, I, I met a lot of people that I had not met before, you being one. How many conventions have you been at now? Well, this year made my seventh convention, 
And I've been to all seven in Alpharetta, and I know because I now have a week's worth of T-shirts from the (laughs) (laughs) You never have to go a day without representing APA. That's pretty good. That is true. I even (laughs) wear that Eat, Play, Love shirt that was a little questionable. uh... (laughs) Now, that one I have not seen, but uh, take a snapshot of that, and I I would love to take a look. (laughs) Yeah. Take that somewhere. Somebody, somebody uh, had an off day when they were thinking about what uh, what to do for a T-shirt, apparently. But uh, that is interesting. Um, yeah. So seven. Um, how did this one compare to the previous six that you were at? Well, each one gets better every year because there's people I meet each year, and then I get to see a lot of them the following years, and it seems to be growing you know, slow and steady Mm -hmm. each year. And it's a lot of fun just, you know, seeing people that I only get to see for the most part once a year. And then some of them I'll see when I get to go to a regional tournament, but yeah. Yeah. And it is, it, it, it was fun. Like I said, it was my first and uh, a really great turnout. Uh, The hotel was packed with Apple folks. And, uh, uh, and as I said, and as you said, it was just great uh, seeing people that, for me, for people that I've talked to, uh, very few had I met in person, and uh, I had not uh, talked with you or met you until until that weekend. And uh, it, it just a highlight. It, it's it, it's just a highlight every time that you run into somebody that has the same passion for the game that you do. Right, and that's yeah. the key. Is everybody loves it and. You know, up until I went to the first convention, I might run into a person yeah. far between. Yeah. You know, right. but, but that's yeah. always the highlight is just meeting more people. Sure, sure. And and uh, talk about when you were first introduced to the game of that, but when did you start playing? Well, I guess to go back to the beginning, my grandmother sub- got me a subscription to Baseball Digest when I was, you know, 10, 11 years old. Okay. See the ads for Atba, Status Pro, Stratomatic, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there were others. And with Atba, I could send in a little, you know, little thing you fill out, and they would send back these brochures. And I would read those brochures and just get goosebumps before I even had the game. Yeah. Yeah. I read those for a couple of years trying to decide which one I wanted and because I was like, you know, I'm just a kid. This sounds like something for grown-ups that know what they <laughs> want to do with their life, you know. And, <laughs> and so I ended up getting the game, and the first season I got was 1979 season, so I got it in the spring of 1980. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had such reverence for the game, because like I said, those brochures were – those. that's some of the best reading I've ever done. Uh, that was pretty good marketing back then. Yeah. And so, with my reverence for the game, the first game I played was between the 1979 Blue Jays and Atlanta Braves because I didn't want to play it with good teams. <laughs> I didn't want to spoil the game. You know? So I know exactly was, what you're that talking was my about. My introduction. Yeah, so that all the way back to to 1980. Did have you played any? I mean, have you played a number of the Apple games besides baseball or? any other ones that you've uh, uh, taken the crack at? Well, 
when, like I say, back in 1980 or so, when I started playing the game, baseball was the first game I got. Mm-hmm. The second game I bought was the basketball game. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, I remember sitting on the floor trying to figure that out. <laughs> and I don't think I beat my head on anything, but I was just, you know, I was a kid. I was 14, 15 years old. Right, right. And uh, so I didn't make it too far with that one. But yeah. I had a friend up the street, and he had bought the golf game and tried to get me into that. And at the time, I'd never played golf and just didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. But I got the football game, and we played that a little bit. But then over the years, I've played more golf because I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I got the saddle racing game off ebay you know probably 20 years ago oh yeah mm-hmm. and just really loved that game and uh it it to me is one of the best games to play with a group of people because it's just a lot of fun well and you did that uh at this past convention it was a thursday night at the races and you actually won so we're here to talk about your are the go championship but uh, talk a little about that saddle racing when I, I think you had, what was it, uh, 1978 Flying Pastor? Was that the horse you had? Yeah. And the with when you're trying to run multiple races, they tend to run shorter races. So the first yeah. race, I think, was nine or ten furlongs. Mm-hmm. And I uh, won that one. And Flying Pastor was a sprint horse, which they do better in shorter races. Sure, yeah. And he had a high rating, and so I knew I was going to have to jump out to a lead and hold on to till the end, which I was fortunate enough to do. Yeah. And then the <laughs> second race, they decided to make it eight furlongs. So I wasn't getting cocky, but I'm thinking, I got a good shot at this one because <laughs> I don't have to hold on as long. And I just was fortunate enough and had some good dice rolls and uh, held on to win that. But it was a lot of fun because – I think we had eight or nine people in each race. Uh, around the table and they're rolling the dice and it's uh, it's more of a group function more than just uh, uh, man-to-man playing and, and some of the other sports. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it was great. I was, I was there watching it uh, along with a lot of other folks as well. But, but what we're going to talk about is your championship in Apago. Now, talk to me about when – and Apago's been is pretty much in its infancy. But uh, when did you discover Apago, and and what were your first thoughts of it when you saw it? Well, I signed up for Apago at the convention, I guess maybe four years ago when mm-hmm. they were first, you know, rolling it out. And uh, I didn't know what I was doing, and I just signed up with my email address. So on the uh, Apago page it's my email address is still my handle or whatever it's called and uh, when he sent out the newsletter this year about this Apago State Tournament I'm like yeah. well not too many people in Tennessee that play <laughs> so, and I think I sent my response in the day I got the got the uh, notice yeah. the newsletter so my three choices were the 27 Yankees, the 98 Yankees, and the 98 Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. And I must have been the first person that sent it in because I got the <laughs> <Yeah. Yankees. laughs> 
27 Yankees been banned from the card and dice tournament, but you grabbed onto them. It was a smart move. You're all about strategy, Steve. You take the sprint horses and the short races, and then you, you get you get in first and get the 27 Yankees. I like your style, my friend. Well, it's not about brains. It's about taking advantage of your opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you're you're just you're just your run-of-the-mill opportunist there's nothing wrong with that i i like that about you That's true. I like that. <laughs> so so you chose the 27 yankees obviously you know one of the great teams of all times they won 110 uh games that year um uh, talk a little bit about uh now again this was the state tournament so so people from every state uh were able to apply take a team and then it was a tournament that ran to the up into the finals that ran before the APA convention. And then at the convention, you got matched up against Jeff Boding, who had the 1937 Yankees. What did you think when you were uh, coming up against him? Well, in the first round, in my first series, I actually had to play the 98 Yankees, who were my second choice. Second choice, yeah. So... <laughs> I was fortunate and won that one. And uh, in the second round, I got to play a gentleman that had the, I think, the 96 Seattle Mariners. Oh, a good team, yeah. And uh, they're a good hitting team, but mm -hmm. I think I had a little bit better hitting team because I outhit him. Right. And I had a little bit better pitching. And then I had to play, uh, I think it was the 2017 or 18 Dodgers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, recent uh, team. That was a little back and forth, but I was fortunate and got good dice rolls there. Yeah. And then I played Jeff in the finals. And uh, one of the things I had learned in my previous uh, matchups was Lou Gehrig is a first baseman, and if you've played ATBA for any length of time, which 39 years, I guess, qualifies as a length of time. That's a length, yeah. First basemen tend to get a 41 on their card somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I had Babe Ruth hitting leadoff because my thinking is if one of my eighth or ninth hitters gets on, I want Babe Ruth coming up and hitting a home run with them <laughs> with them on base. Yeah, I want it to hurt. <laughs> well, I had Lou Gehrig hitting second, and in one of my earlier round games, I rolled that 41 and Babe Ruth got hurt. Mm, boy, so, well, we can't be having that. No, that ain't so, working. <laughs> I had to move Lou Gehrig in the leadoff spot <laughs> because I don't mind if my eighth or ninth. Yeah, right. You can. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, you can. Ha you can have a guy uh, get hurt down in the uh, eight or nine spot, but yeah, you don't want the babe getting hurt. That's that's true. Yeah. So that was, if there was any strategy involved, that was my key bit of strategy. <laughs> Other people would say, what type of idiot bats Babe Ruth lead off? <laughs> well, if I start off with a solo home run, I'm up one to nothing and I got three more outs to go. So, and not only and not only that, he had the highest on base percentage on the team, four eighty six. You can't go wrong there. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Um now the, the, again you played Jeff Bowden. He had the thirty seven Yankees. Uh just really uh two similarities. Both teams had Lou Gehrig. And both teams had Tony Lazari. Of course, Tony Lazari in 37 wasn't quite the player he was in 27. But the big difference to me was the guys that 
were there for you in 27, of course, the aforementioned Babe Ruth. But he picked up Joe DiMaggio on that 37 team. And, and you had to be looking at that and thinking, how am I going to get around Joe DiMaggio? Well, that that is true. And he had Bill Dickey. Bill Dickey, yeah. I can't even remember who all he had on his team now. I remember he had a, I think Lefty Gomez was an A and C. Yeah. And my best two pitchers were A grades. So he had a little bit of an advantage at his number one starter. Right. And then right. I, we both had A's for number two starter and B's for our number three starter. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, he uh, had, I think Red Ruffing was probably another one of his, his, uh, top two starters that then you mentioned lefty gomez uh and then you had wade hoyt of course one of my all-time favorites he was a a past uh, baseball announcer for the cincinnati reds for some years and uh but but yeah you yeah i mean both teams i mean these are two great teams uh the 27 yankees won 110 the 37 yankees won 102 uh great players up and down each lineup uh and, and so you guys got to it was the best of seven uh, you guys got to where I think you were had the three uh, three games uh, to two advantage before no, you he, got. He was it, up three to two. He was up three to two. Okay. Yeah, going into games six and seven. Yeah, and that's when we get to Alper, uh, to, to Alpharetta, and um, and John t- tells me, you know, we're having a a pre convention podcast, and I'm talking with John, and he's saying, you know, it'd be really cool if you could you know, get to the convention and, and do the play-by-play. We got Twitch set up for it for the two players because Jeff wasn't there. And uh, it'd be cool if you did a play-by-play and he just passed on. Like, you know, he went to the next topic. And I'm thinking, yeah, that would be cool. But I really didn't think he meant it. I thought, <laughs> I thought he just thought, because he knows I do broadcasting, he thought eh, that would be that would be fun. And And so I'm out at dinner that night. And I, I told the guy I came with, Ken Kraft, I said, Ken, let's just go over and see how this Apple Go tournament's going. And we walk in and everything's set up and everybody's looking at me like, well, where have you been? And, <laughs> and I'm rushed over to the table, get the headsets on. I got to wonder if you or Jeff thought I was even coming. Well, I didn't know one way or another. And I think I told you at the convention I had emailed you my stats Yeah, up to that point because I thought, well, if you're needing some talking points, you know, here's the stuff about how we're doing. And I think you thought it was meant for John Hurt. I did. I thought it was meant for because I had gotten I had gotten an email or a messenger uh, uh, thing from somebody earlier. And it was was meant for John. And I thought, well, here's some, you know, somebody else or maybe the same guy. And so I didn't really even look at it. And when I sat down, you go, you didn't even come back. <laughs> You didn't tell me your email so I can send you this stuff, and I felt awful. So, uh, uh, but but I did get there, and I I wish I I wish I would have planned on it because I think it, it would have been a better broadcast. But it was a whole lot of fun uh, during the two games. You had to come back and win the final two games to take the championship, and uh, it, it it was just a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm sure it was as much fun for you as it was for me and Jeff, right? Well, it was a lot of fun, and, and I've actually met Jeff at a couple of the regional tournaments in Minnesota, the uh, Twin Cities Atba Baseball Tournament. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, 
so I have met him before, and he's actually won that tournament uh, at least once. I think he won it in the spring because I've gone to the last three fall uh, tournaments up there. I got you. And uh, so I'm, you know, I knew who Jeff was, and it was just. I just got a kick out of playing it and then having you do the play by play was a lot of fun because the first five games of the series, I bet we played them in 45 minutes. Yeah. They were flying by my friend. I, well, I'm used, I'm used to the slow paced game of baseball where, you know, pitchers take their time. Batters are out of the batter's box. And this one was bing, bing, bing. And, and, and it was good because it did go. I mean, it, it, it was a really fast pace. Um, and, and maybe next time we can slow it down a bit so that I, and I could add a few things, but since I really didn't have anything to add cause I did not prep, it was probably good that you guys played pretty quickly. Well, after the first inning or so, I think we both realized, you know, we're going to, we're flying through this and he's trying to read what we're doing. And there were a couple of <laughs> times we tripped you up because, we were already a batter or two ahead and you were having to read back up in the script. Uh, right. But, right. And then it's, and then it's the 27 Yankees and 37 Yankees. And I'm looking and I'm trying to figure out which team is which. So, uh, but you know what it, it was, it's the first time it had ever been done. Um, and so, we're, you know, you're going to have some, some kinks and some trip ups, but uh, I, I had a blast, man. I, I, I really did. And I, I really appreciate you and Jeff, uh, having patience with me during the broadcast, but uh, uh, certainly um, you winning it, uh, it, it was a lot of fun for you. And, and Apico, I, obviously you're a card and dice player from way, way back, but uh, how do you compare Apico to the, to the board game? Did you ever play the computer game, the BBW game? I've played, I played the uh, Atba DOS game back when it came out, yeah. mm-hmm. what, in the mid 80s. Yep. And I remember driving to Atlanta with a friend of mine because we were going to get some computer parts or something. And I saw the baseball for Windows for sale in a Comp USA or something. And I bought it there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've had it since version one came out of baseball for Windows. Yeah. And just uh, then each time they upgraded it or whatever, I would buy it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I've played that. And at one time I was in, I think the most I was ever in was 10 leagues at one time. Oh. <laughs> and now I've backed off to about three leagues and two of them are baseball for windows leagues. And then one of them is a card and dice league that I got you. is actually a bunch of guys that we made at the convention. Oh, really? Good. So, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so you, you played all three uh, versions of the game. Which one do you like the best? I mean, and how do you rank them? Well, it's kind of hard to rank them, you know, absolutely because of the different phases of my life, you know, when I was younger and had a little more going on, I loved the baseball for windows. Yeah. And then I've had some jobs where I've had to be on computers a little more at work. So the baseball for windows was kind of, it was still great, but I'm on a computer all day at work. It's not yeah. relaxing <laughs> games in. Right. And that's what kind of led me back toward the cards and dice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
the app Go is great because I can play it on my iPad, you know, so I can kind of uh, do it whenever and wherever I want to do it. Yeah, yeah, you can go mobile. So, to me, all three are, I would probably put the cards and dice a little bit ahead of the other ones because of the longevity. Yes. But... Man, I'd hate to make a living on the difference because they're all just really great. That they they really are, and I mean, I I've been playing BBW for a long time now, just because it, it fits it fits my life at this time. I can play quicker, uh, and I just do replays now. But uh, I just recently started playing a card and dice. I've, I'm introducing the games to my grandkids, and I got to tell you. Uh, you know, it, it, it sends me back to when I first started playing the game and it's so much fun rolling the dice and reading the boards. Uh, uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard not to go back and do cards and dice, but for time constraints, I guess I'm kind of stuck with BBW, but, uh, it's a great game too. I, I have no complaints about any of them and, and Apago, like you mentioned, such a great game for, uh, being able to play it anywhere. It's a mobile game. Uh, anywhere you can grab your phone or your iPad, uh, you can play a game and you can play with anybody uh, in the world for that matter. Uh, and so really uh, uh, something that is going to catch on uh, even more than it has now and grow bigger and bigger in the Apple community. Have you played any of the other Apple games or are you just strictly baseball? You know, I have, and this, I feel everybody I talk to says, well, yeah, I've dabbled in this. I've not dabbled in anything. I, I, I've just played baseball. Of course, I'm a huge, huge baseball fan, but I really, and, and when I was saw it at the turn at the uh, convention, I really want to try out football. I want to try out hockey. I just talked with, with Chuck source who won the, uh, the uh, uh, hockey championship at the convention. Um, uh, and I, you know, and I'm not a big soccer fan at all, but everybody says how great the soccer game plays. And I think I would like to give it a shot golf. I watched the, the demonstration of golf and that looks like it's, it's relatively easy to play. So I think when I retire, which about a year and a half, two years from that, I'm going to really start dabbling in the, in those games and, and checking it out, but they all look like a, a whole lot of fun. Well, at the uh, Michigan tournament that uh, Pastor Rich yeah. rose up in, in the beginning of March, mm-hmm. I've met Greg Wells up there. Oh, yeah. And we played a period of the hockey game. And then I came home and played a hockey game by myself. And and I don't know anything about hockey. I live in the South. I mean, <laughs> you know, if well, we you got Nashville, out, come on, man. If we get a patch of ice, they shut down the city. So <laughs> no doubt. A lot of hockey down here, and I don't know anything about it, but yeah. it's a lot of fun. And and the, yeah, and and that's the thing. I think the 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 relativity of how the game plays and the realness of how the game plays uh, is just incredible. I don't know how they translated into a card with thirty six results and two dice, but they did it, and. Uh, and I am. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to uh, getting involved in a few of the other games uh, a little bit down the road. But, uh, uh, yeah, it, 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 it was a lot of fun. It was great doing the, uh, the Apago uh, championship between you and Jeff. And uh, it was really great meeting you down there in, in, in uh, Alpharetta. And, and I'm sure you're going next year. You're going to get your eighth T-shirt. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, so you, you, you don't have to do, you know, laundry ever. You just keep rotating those suckers, you know, right around. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh no, that's, you know, (laughs) really, those are my most prized t-shirts that I wear. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm sure people say, what is that? What do you, but they all know you now. They, they all know exactly what, what, what it means when, when you put on one of those tees and, uh, uh, certainly, um, uh, it, it'll be another great convention next year, the 2020 convention. Um, and see, Steve, you know, we talked about you doing this podcast and you were worried about maybe you might need some props. You didn't need any props for this. No, I was expecting that. I didn't even have time to take notes, you know, to <laughs> have talking points. Cause I was, you know, like you said, you're a professional. So I expected you to guide the conversation that's right go out and tell everybody like call myself a professional that sounds real good <laughs> i just think that means john's paying you on some level <laughs> well no not not john but uh but but occasionally i'll get paid for it way but uh i'll tell you steve you're you're a great guy it was great uh, meeting it's great talking to you today um thank you so much for taking the time uh, to do the podcast with me. And of course, congratulations on your Apago championship. And, uh, uh, you know, next, uh, next year, I think I'm going to be a part of that. I don't know how many people in Ohio play APA, probably more than in Tennessee, but I'm going to give it a shot. And maybe we'll meet in the finals and I can play and do the play by play. That would be interesting. <laughs> Thank you. It would <laughs> Steve, listen, have a great time. We'll chat again sometime. We'll 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 do this again and uh, uh we'll have as much fun uh, then as as we did today. Thanks, buddy. Well, John, thank you so much and I enjoyed talking to you. You got it, my friend. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. My third and final interview of this podcast uh, is the 2019 APA National Convention Baseball Tournament champion. Uh, This champion brought down the 2017 Washington Nationals Club. Had a very good first day on Saturday uh, to uh, get from divisional play into the playoffs and then beat a list of very impressive APA players to, when the dust settled, become the 2019 National Convention Baseball Tournament champion. And if that was not enough, made APA convention history by becoming the first female champion ever from Leesburg, Virginia, Mrs. Amy Wikes. Amy, congratulations on being this year's tournament champion, and thanks for taking the time to talk to me here on This Week in APA. Thanks, John. I appreciate the introduction, the exciting introduction, and look forward to talking to you on your podcast. Well, here we go then. If you're looking forward to it, you're going to get what you want right away because we're going to get right into uh, the depth of, of the tournament and your history. And, and, you know, every time I have a first-time guest, I ask them how they got involved in APA, when they got involved. And I got a feeling that your timeline isn't quite as long as most of the people I talk to on this podcast. In fact, I think it, it may have started even just last year. Can you fill us in on that? Yes, I must admit that I am I'm probably considered a newbie. This was my second convention and I learned in March of 2018 how to play APA when my, uh, at the time, 12-year-old son uh, is a very big player, plays it all the time. And when his dad wasn't able to bring him to the 2018 convention, I 
decided that instead of sitting in the hotel while he played, he was going to teach me. So I was there last year with the 2017 Nationals, and this year was able to bring home the trophy. So you, you realize you, you just made all the people you beat down at this year's convention feel pretty bad about themselves, that you uh, just started playing last year, and you beat them all to win the championship. So I, 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 I'm taking you're not feeling all that bad about it. <laughs> No, however, I will say that it does depend on what the dice are doing. So there's some strategy, but if you're not rolling what you need to roll, then you just don't have the best day. Now, now you mentioned uh, your son and your husband, your your husband, Rob, your son, Tyler. Uh, I got to meet them. In fact, I, I think I met you guys all on the first or second day that I was down there. Um, talked to you just a little bit. And it's just great to see families uh, uh, play together and and really kind of, of of make it a family event. And this year, you even went above and beyond that. Talk about how you made this kind of a little bit of a family reunion for you and your family. Yeah, it was a family reunion for us. So Rob's brother uh, lives in Nashville, and they he also plays. So he came into town again this year, and his parents were celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. So knowing that the two brothers would be together, we said, hey, why don't you come up to uh, Alfreda, Georgia, and we'll celebrate your uh, wedding anniversary. Not, And then finally told them also that there'd be an APA convention at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, right? <laughs> well, hey, listen, it, no matter how you can get family together, you can get them together. You know, it doesn't matter how you do it. But, but that's really a great story. I mean, everybody in the APA community, as we call it, really consider uh everybody that they know and play the game as family and and you've taken it even a step further by having your family involved in it what did what did a lot of them that didn't have i'm sure most of them have some clue of what app is and that some of their family members play but uh, what was their take of the tournament I think I lost you again, Amy. Are you still there? Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. I, I we just we keep cutting out, but go ahead. I was just asking you about how your family members uh, felt about, or did they did they come to the hotel where the tournament was, or did they just uh, know and hear of it from a distance? Well, we all stayed at the same hotel, so they oh, were good. able to pop down and see what was going on but i think they were more interested in going outside the hotel and do some <laughs> shopping and um, some of them got to see uh the new toy story 4 movie so we kind of made wow. certain that they weren't just sitting around waiting for us to finish up oh well that's that's good and i i'm sure they 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 were happy about that as well uh well let's talk about um you know first of all last year you brought down tyler because uh rob wasn't able to go and it was your first time to the APA tournament. What was your first impression of not only the convention, but uh, the folks who were down there? Definitely a family atmosphere. I, it was like a big family reunion. Everyone seeing each other maybe for the first time since last year. Uh, everyone kind of joking and saying how they did or didn't do well the previous year. So, yeah, it was very welcoming. I mean, but you sit down and you just start rolling. So there's not a lot of time for uh, socializing. You got to get right in and keep up. Now, the first the first member of your family that I think I talked to was Tyler. He was involved in the 
in the home run derby. And if I'm not mistaken, he went all the way to the finals, did he not? No, that was another boy this year. Oh, he, okay. He, okay. He got out in the first round. He was a little disappointed, of course, but well, yeah, he was he like me. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I went out in the first round as well. So, but but I did speak to Tyler uh, and another buddy that he came down there with uh, up in the lobby about you know, just kind of a a uh, uh, how younger players feel about the game and and uh, and how they feel that uh, they can get younger players or how the game company get younger players to play. I'll tell you what, they were very insightful. They, they measured out their answers. They, they were, they were very intelligent and uh, you're raising a, a fine young man and Tyler, no doubt about it. Thank you. And he, his, his best friend, John was there and they John, play all yeah. the time. Yeah. 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 That's what he said. So uh, that was a, a, a fun moment for me. Uh, now let's talk about uh, this year's term. You had one year under your belt. You come in this year. Uh, did you feel any different about your you entering the tournament? You had the same team you had in 2018. Uh, what were your what was your feeling coming in? Um, well, I knew that the 2017 Nationals, statistic wise, while they haven't brought home a pennant or anything, statistically, with with good A pitchers and some good hitters, that you know it's it's a decent team. It comes down to what you could roll. I didn't change much really from the lineup from the previous year. I kind of kept the same batting order, uh, relievers. So yeah, mm-hmm. it really came down to when getting them on base to make remembering. For me, it's the remembering part. Tyler always gives me a little cheat sheet, and I got to remember <laughs> it, like when to hit and run or bunt or you know. Yeah, yeah, like, that's yeah. yeah, and and that always helps and. But, you know, the, the way you talk about the game, it, it doesn't sound like you're a newbie at all. It sounds like you're a seasoned Apple player. So uh, so you came into the tournament, you had a good Saturday. And then talk a little bit about getting into the playoffs. The quarterfinals was kind of interesting for you. Who did you uh, play in the quarterfinals? I had to play my brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> a little friendly family competition? It, yeah, yeah, and it was a little noisy downstairs, so we decided to play up in the lobby, and my father-in-law witnessed the game to, to, to uh, prove who actually had won the round. So <laughs> so, so did, did you move from downstairs because of the noise, or did you uh, move because you thought there might be a little bit of a, uh, uh, of, of a brawl uh, <laughs> between family members? I, I don't know. I, yeah. Uh, it definitely I, got loud after lunch. After everyone got food this year, it definitely got loud at one point. I, I wasn't certain I even heard my <laughs> dice rolling. <laughs> well, so you beat Ken in the, uh, in the quarterfinals. Then you played one of the all-time APA legends, Skeet Carr. Did you, knew, did you know who Skeet Carr was before you, you tackled him in the, uh, in the semis? I did based on his introduction at the dinner Friday night. He is a he is an app icon, and uh, a longtime player. Of course, he'd been with the company for 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 over sixty years, and and uh, uh, and you beat him in, in the semifinals. So now you know you're going to the finals. You you know it's you and another player. In this instance, it was Mike Kerr. Uh Do you remember what team he he had that you were going up against? Yeah, he had also the 2017 Nationals. How about that? That yeah. is amazing. <laughs> It was interesting to hear the same. He'd do his roles and say who was up, and I'm like, hey, he was just up on mine. (laughs) But you you took Mike to the distance. You went the full five games. You won uh, best three out of five, and you were crowned a champion. Now tell me something. When you were rolling, 
uh, in that in that final uh, tournament series. Uh, did you hear any cat calls from the people around? Like she rolls like a girl, or or you know, uh, there's no crying in Alpha baseball, anything like that. No, I I think the the one joke was you don't know if you want to beat the girl or if you're going to cry if you lose to the girl. So I think they kind of <laughs> joked a little bit about that. They also joked because my brother-in-law he kept the book and then my husband scored so that the joke was that I had my bodyguards at the table <laughs> for when it was time to leave. <laughs> uh, you, you, you were well secured uh, by your staff. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I, did so, get, I did get nervous after the second and third game because my dice definitely died. So I oh. uh, got some other dice and uh, rolled about six of them and picked the ones that were sixes and started for the fourth and fifth game. And that's definitely when everyone was saying the dice were hot. And I definitely had quite a few good rolls in the fourth and fifth round. I'll tell you, you, you don't sound any different from a person who's been playing APA for 50, 60 years. You got the, you got the same, uh, uh, the same superstitions. You got the same rhythms, the same patterns. So uh, yeah, I, I got a feeling uh, your future in APA is going to be a long one. So, so you win that final game. Talk a little bit about the, the, the fifth game, the final and deciding game. Um, what was it like? Was it a close game? Was it a blowout? How did, how did the fifth one go? I think the fifth one started off close, and then I, I had quite a few good rolls that kind of took it a little farther. I'll be honest, I don't remember the exact score of all of them now. Yeah. Yeah, I guess but, in all the excitement of them, but I, I know the score <laughs> sheets are here somewhere. <laughs> you, yeah, you got them. Probably gonna. I, I'm sure you're gonna frame them. I know uh, anybody who wins a championship would. But uh, uh, so so you 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 finally get that that 27th final out to win the championship. How did it feel? What was the reaction? I mean, I, I it was kind of having everybody watch was a was a little because everyone's like what's going on you know trying to watch it all we, we joked about how you almost need to have like at the red sox stadium a little someone going up and put the <laughs> score so you know what's going on how many hits who's on base because it was right. a little hard to follow yeah it was kind of surreal it was it was exciting um i think tyler definitely was was not happy obviously would have liked it would have been him so uh, <laughs> but i had a lot of congratulations everyone came up to shake my hand and, you know, celebrate in the moment. Well, it, it is a great group and, and everybody's there. And, and what, and it's really true. A lot of, a lot of people don't believe it when I tell them, but most people go down there, they don't care if they win or lose the championship. It's great if they win, but it's, it's all about the camaraderie, uh, uh, the friendships and, and just a great time that everybody has. And, and I'm sure had you ended up being on the losing end of that final it wouldn't have made the experience for you any less. No, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 you know, tell me what it's like. I mean, again, your husband, your son play, I know your, your brother-in-law plays, but uh, it's gotta be kind of special to have that bond, uh, especially with your son in, in playing uh, the game of parent that can get a bond with their child. That is so important. And in these days, becoming more and more rare. Uh, talk about that a little bit and how, how your family has made this a Well, what's funny thing. enough is at home, he usually doesn't want to play with me. <laughs> so 
And then when we get to the conventions, we always ask to be in different brackets so we don't have to go head to head too early on. So it's kind of funny. In fact, we right. were going to the one in Lancaster, Pennsylvania this weekend, and I want to kind of, you know, I'm not playing the 2017 Nationals. Um, it's the early 1900 team. So I wanted to kind of just practice and yeah. we were supposed to do it one night and, you know, he was doing something else. And last night he was with John. I'm like, well, I guess I just have to roll and play by myself because no one wants to practice with me. So, but it's neat to see him. You got, it's neat well, to see him laying around. So he it, when he's playing and watching, I'm always asking, "Well, who won?" And so I at least keep in that way. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe they don't want to practice with you because they know you already won a championship, and and they don't want you to get any better. I mean, uh, let let's face it. Uh, there is a little bit of competition definitely competition, and he's very competitive. So that's probably <laughs> the reason he's just not telling me. <laughs> Now, you mentioned the, the Lancaster tournament. Um, from what I understand, you guys go uh, to a lot of tournaments. And, in fact, there's one going to be right in your hometown of Leesburg coming up. Talk about that Yeah, so bit. we, after we had gone to the convention and saw how many people were actually even from this area or not too far away, we've been to a couple. Uh, this year we had gone to Chattanooga and they go to Slippery Rock and we've been to Toledo. So just kind of seeing how everyone does it. I'm like, Hey, this is something that maybe we could host ourselves. So um, Rob with his friend, Jeff, who's John's dad kind of picked the weekend in November. It's uh, the Sunday before veterans day and they're kind of doing it as a, a veterans theme. So this year it's an honor of Jeff's dad. And then in the future, I think they want to kind of get some other veterans names out there. Uh, to talk and honor them in the, with the tournament, so we're kind of excited to see wow. that. That that is that is really really cool. And you know, I I my my girlfriend's brother is from uh, very close there in Virginia, Lovettsville. I don't know if you know where that is, but um, you know what? If it's in November, maybe we'll make a little trip, and maybe I'll I'll try to become a part of that tournament. I, I'd love to see. Uh, your family again and, and enjoy some, some app of tournament uh, baseball. And uh, it sounds like a great time. It's a great idea again around uh, veterans uh, to honor the veterans. And, and, and it, it really sounds like, like it'll be uh, a great time. Um, Amy, uh, be, before you go, uh, just kind of touch on uh, y- your experience. Again, we talked a little bit about your, your two years experience at the, at the app convention, uh, but but as a whole, um, you know, the way that that you see people treated down there and, and the way that everybody is is accommodating, even the first time players. And last year you were a first time uh, 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 member of the of the convention. Um, you know, everybody says that you don't have any you don't know any strangers or meet any strangers down there. And I think you can you can corroborate definitely. that. It's definitely a family atmosphere and they make you feel welcome. And that was one of the things I commented when we were playing in the rounds. I told them they needed to slow down because I'm rolling and they already know what that number represents. And, and I'm still trying to <laughs> you know, figure out what it is. And so I, I definitely ask for patience because I don't have the book memorized like so many people. So I still have to look some some numbers up. So but they're yeah, they don't they don't get frustrated because you're going a little slower. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to have that board memorized, but then I stopped playing the board games uh, for quite a few years. And as I was down there, I'm saying, you guys take care of the board. Just tell me whatever it is. I, 
I'll trust you in whatever you say. I will say, say last so. year I really uh, only knew the 13 and the 14 with the strikeout and the walk. And, and this year I learned more numbers. So maybe each year I'll slowly know the boards in the next couple of years. You'll pick it up. I was just playing today with my six-year-old grandson, and every time we rolled a 13, he'd just look at me and say, strike out. And I said, exactly right. They, you, you pick that up pretty quick. The rest of it takes a little bit of time. But, uh, but Amy, listen, I, I really appreciate you taking time to talk to me. Uh, congratulations, the first ever female convention baseball champion. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll see you there next year. Looking forward to uh, talking to you then. And like I said, maybe I'll see you in November. Sounds great, John. Look forward to seeing you again, and thanks for your time. All right, say hello Sounds to great. Rob thanks. Tyler for me. All right, thanks. And so there you have it as we wrap up uh, this special edition of This Week in APA, interviewing three of the tournament champions from the 2019 APA convention in Alpharetta, Georgia. I hope you enjoyed those interviews, and I especially want to thank my guest, Steve Ryan, Chuck Source, and Amy Wikes for joining in uh, for uh, the podcast. Uh, a few things as far as APA goes and one non-APA. Rest in peace, Jim Bouton, who passed away a few days ago. I, I got to say, uh, probably uh, my favorite book of all time, Ball Four, which I read uh, many, many years ago, right after it came out, and I've read it three times since. Uh, if you have not had a chance or have just... Uh, uh, or didn't know about it, or for whatever reason, if you, you didn't read Ball Four, it still resonates today as much as it did back then. I mean, the stories are uh, from back in the 60s, uh, but still uh, a, a great read. Bouton did a great job. Uh, he was quite an eclectic gentleman, uh, had his hands in a lot of different things. He was the co-inventor of uh, Big League Chew, if you can believe that or not, but uh uh, Jim Bouton passed away, and uh, uh, his book, Ball Four, uh, a very big part of, uh, of my life as far as books go. Uh, as far as APA, I uh, want to mention that uh, Greg Barrett is, is doing the uh, 12-team college football playoffs. Uh, the championship games uh, are ready to go. Uh, he has gone and gotten to the finals, I think the, uh, the semifinals of that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we're going to try to get Greg on to uh, talk about that uh, in very short order, so uh, keep that in mind. Uh, the Taking the Field Apago Tournament is based on Tom Stone's new book. Uh, they're trying to get that together with Apago. That should be coming up very soon. Uh, keep track of that on the uh uh, information put in the newsletter. Uh, and if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, what are you waiting for? You have to go to uh, customer support, which is C-U-S-T-S-U-P-P at appagames.com and uh, get your name and email address on that so you can receive the updates uh, uh, in a weekly fashion, which comes out every Tuesday. Um, also, some of the new products, the 2018-2019 UEFA uh, Championship uh, is available. Uh, some uh, other things that are uh, out there, uh, the 2018-19 EPL season 
uh, is uh, available right now. And uh, the 2018 Pro Football Division winners is also uh, up for grabs. So uh, check in with the uh, website of Appa Games and check those out. More World Series sets have come out. The 1919 Reds and White Sox, better known as the Black Sox scandal. That should be interesting to play. Also, the 1952 World Series uh, is available. The Yankees won their fourth World Championship in a row. Uh, 1995 Braves-Indians World Series. That was a great one, a classic. You can replay that one if you go and pick up that set. And the uh, 2012 Giants sweep of the Tigers as the Giants win their second World Series in three years. All those available at the APA Game Company. Uh, Let's see what else we got. Uh, Tournaments, tournaments, tournaments. Uh, There were no tournaments last week. Uh, There was a couple coming up this week. Uh, The first one was mentioned by Amy Wikes in in our interview. Uh, That is the uh, third annual Lancaster World Series tournament to be held at the Millersville Brethren in Christ Church. Uh, The cost of that is $20, and it includes lunch. The theme is World Series Losers. I always love the themes of these uh, tournaments. And if you want to uh, get information, you're running out of time, but you want to contact Dale Schreiner at D-A-S-H-R-E-I-N-E-R at gmail.com. That's Dale Schreiner. Uh, at gmail.com for the uh, Lancaster World Series Tournament. And uh, also on Saturday begins the 2019 Chicagoland APA Baseball Tournament, which will be held at the Comfort Inn at O'Hare Airport in Des Plaines, uh, Illinois. Uh, Additional information uh, can be found at a link on Facebook, but you'll have to go to the newsletter to get that, or you can contact Rob Spatz at robspatz at gmail.com if you're interested or want to get more information about that. So that just about does it for this week in APA. Again, I want to thank my guest, Chuck Source, Steve Ryan, and Amy Wikes. Uh, don't forget to download the Anchor app and then favorite this particular app. And so you can become uh, a part of the this week in APA family, uh, do so ASAP. And um, also, uh, as far as TWIA, we will be back very shortly. Got a couple things in mind. Also, going to start uh, doing a series of Hall of Fame interviews. I've interviewed quite a few of the Hall of Famers already, but we want to get the new guys in. Uh, so keep that in mind. Also, I've been getting a lot of chatter about when is Dominic Proviciero coming back and doing his Commissioner's Corners. I am going to get with Dom. We've just had these these uh, convention podcasts, uh, and, uh, and then uh, we are planning on getting right back into that. We've already heard three segments. If you want to hear any of the first three segments, go back to the archives uh, right here on the Anchor Podcast, and you can get all three of those from Dom. Uh, we will uh, certainly uh, be doing more, and that will probably be coming up in our next podcast. So those fans of Dominic Proviciero and his Commissioner's Corner, uh, have no fear. Uh, he will be back with us very, very shortly. So until next time, this is your host, John Aslan, saying so long. And thanks for listening to this edition 
of this week in APA. Later, everybody.